mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Everyone has somebody who's hurt them, but mm-hmm. no one ever admits that they were the one doing the hurting. Mm-hmm. Don't focus on trying to give back to your mentor. Focus on trying to develop yourself and give back to the world. So Oof. my boyfriend was cheating on me. It turned out it was with her. And that was my <sighs> best friend, right? Hello, and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney. And we are your online big sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we will be talking about how to build healthy, romantic, platonic and professional relationships. In a time where people are quick to burn bridges and cut people off, what does it look like to build healthy, fruitful and long lasting relationships and connections? So today's conversation is quite interesting because I have been pondering on such question. Mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> for the last uh, couple years of my life, to be honest, especially looking at like family relationships and how to deal with um, just repairing certain fractured relationships, you mm-hmm. know. But also as I've grown in the world of going to university, starting my professional career, I have been noticing that you know, everyone talks about networking and networking is all about building relationships. Mm. But how do you then navigate building relationships, which are now of a different nature? Mm. They're not as intimate. They are more so professional and deliberate. Um, And also you have to navigate that space in just a different way. So I'm really Mm. interested to talk to you because I feel like you do both so well in terms of maintaining great platonic and romantic relationships, as well as just family relationships. Mm. But then also having a good network and knowing how to network with people very well professionally. So Mm. I guess we can start off a bit earlier than asking the question of what is a healthy relationship what is a toxic relationship Ooh, very good question <laughs> what is a toxic relationship i think the clue is in the phrase itself mm. toxic mm. what do we associate mm. with toxic toxicity mm-hmm. um gone sour gone off gone bad doesn't really serve anyone in fact if you eat something that's toxic you'll probably die mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and this is not to say that a relationship with somebody could i mean it could lead to it death could. <laughs> in, in the very ex, in the extremities yeah. but to me a toxic relationship is one that does not serve anybody mm. not just the people that are involved in the relationship but also the people around you it doesn't serve anyone yeah. at all and there are just elements of problematic behaviors and cycles things like insecurity Mm. things like power abuse things like jealousy things Mm. like criticism things like self-absorbedness just very very negative traits that are constantly being brought out either in the other person Mm -hmm. or in you as a result of you two coming together yeah so that's to me what a toxic relationship looks like and feels like i completely agree i think a toxic relationship really does take you away from the person you want to be or it 
forces you to become someone you don't want to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of breaking your own boundaries, really not respecting your own decisions and your own desires, or in some cases, losing losing yourself, mm. particularly if you don't know who you want to be. Mm. People can take that as an opportunity, whether that be friends, people you know, a, a person in a, you're in a romantic relationship with, even yeah. parents sometimes, they can then mold you into the person they want you to be yeah. and force that onto you. Yeah. Um, and then you end up really just losing yourself in essence and getting absorbed into this other person. So toxic relationships, they can be, I think you're right, like they can actually be life-threatening in many cases. And it's hard <laughs> to, honestly, get it because it's hard to come back from, right? Mm. Because you then, if you do end up leaving a toxic friendship or a toxic yeah. relationship, you then end up projecting that onto the people that you meet afterwards yeah. or to the people around you. And suddenly you go from being a victim to a victimizer, right? Yeah, and yep, and yep. I always used to say this thing where it's like, everyone has somebody who's hurt them, but mm -hmm. no one ever admits that they were the one doing the hurting. Mm -hmm. And I think it's crazy how we all know like someone who hurt us, but we are very, we're not as quick to realize that when we are the person doing the hurting, whether yeah. that's with our words, with our actions, with our lack of commitment, or um, just generally with our self-servingness. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that's that's a good, that's a good, have you ever experienced a toxic relationship or friendship? Oh, definitely. Oh, really? And I think there's, I think it's also important to note that some healthy relationships can eventually become toxic. That's good. So it might not even be a thing where you've entered a relationship and, you know, it was toxic straight away. Maybe mm. it was, you know, the relationship of your dreams, whether it be romantic, platonic, or even professional. Yeah. But sometimes these things can actually dissolve into a toxic relationship. Mm. And when the signs are there, it's kind of a sign of you need to move on. Mm. So I think I've definitely been in relationships which started off as pretty healthy. Yeah. But as we grew apart, as things happened, as things changed, it became a lot more toxic. Mm. That's true. That's true. I think it's a key thing you mentioned like as you start to grow mm. and you start to become slightly different to who you used to be yeah oftentimes relationships start to unravel yeah. if the person <laughs> if that other person is also not growing at the same uh, speed or in the same direction mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i think oftentimes it can be it can cause a lot of misunderstanding mm -hmm. because naturally people evolve yeah. your thought processes evolve your desires evolve like you want different things or you may want different things particularly depending on the stage of life you're at for yeah. example we have friends that we have known since secondary school mm -hmm. the nature of those relationships in our different pockets of friendship groups has changed significantly with different oh, yeah. people as we have changed as people mm -hmm. and i think sometimes it's easy to not allow yourself or other people the room to grow mm -hmm. and i know it I mean, it can be very heartbreaking, like undeniably it can be very heartbreaking when you have to acknowledge that me and this person are no longer walking in the same direction or yeah. going into the same place. And yeah. it's, losing friends is a painful Ooh. situation. Like I look back at some people who were like sisters, best yeah. friends. Yeah ride or dies right mm -hmm. <laughs> the people who when you're like in secondary school you swear we're gonna grow up and get a flat together mm -hmm. and we're gonna do do life together and you're gonna be like the godmother to my kids i <laughs> some of those people i don't even speak to <laughs> i don't even speak to you anymore i remember mm -hmm. i had a best friend who literally i can't believe you had a best friend before me courtney 
what the hell that actually came out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even gonna justify myself don't worry you've got the reigning crown now <laughs> and it will not change renee has secured her place <laughs> that's right i know all you heifers listening to this right now <laughs> trying to think you can slide in edgeways no i'm trolling all of you guys are welcome to have a part of courtney <laughs> look at I your face <laughs> lol no Renee, you've definitely you've <laughs> definitely got that that crown of uh first place best friend you've got it but i think um you've even made me lose. i had a best friend <laughs> <laughs> from when i was really really young though and we grew up together um and she ended up cheating on my ex with me like cheating with me mm-hmm. sorry mm. she ended up cheating she ended up being my boyfriend's side check basically so Oof. my boyfriend was cheating on me it turned out it was with her and that was my best friend <sighs> right that is crazy yeah so i have had my fair share of like a toxic breakup when it comes to friendships and having to put some some boundaries in place Mm. um so i guess that leads us on to then especially as i mentioned boundaries what does a healthy relationship look like and what Mm. is a healthy relationship i think a healthy relationship looks like a few things but first it is a commitment I think healthy relationships are built on the commitment to grow and change together. Mm. Because I think one of the faux pas of toxic relationships, as you mentioned, is we like to stay in the same place. But when you continue to stay in the same place, even though it's quite clear that things are changing Mm -hmm. and you're growing, it's kind of like getting a bracelet when you're young. Like when you're a baby, you get them baby bracelets. Yeah. And keeping it on, even though your wrist is growing. Like yeah. you are probably yeah. now 18 years old wearing a baby wrist. It's going to hurt. That's yeah. a toxic relationship. It's suffocating. When a healthy relationship is getting the bracelet changed as you grow. Mm. And committing to, you know, making those steps as you grow. Yeah. It looks like, for me, interdependency, a mutual respect mutual communication Mm. mutual effort Mm. a commitment on both parties to maintain the values that you guys share yes um in that relationship and the thing about healthy relationships is they often sound so simple on paper that's the thing it's always so simple to do these (laughs) things you'll be watching a television show or something or you'll be hearing your friend talk complaining and talking about somebody else or a colleague or an ex-partner and you're just thinking these things can be solved by very basic things but in practice it's hard they are the hardest things they are the hardest things one of the biggest things about and we'll go into this in uh, in a bit but talk uh, building and sustaining healthy relationships is a lot of it has to do with character Mm, mm. it challenges your character so much (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing that will transform you quicker than a relationship and not just a romantic one but a friendship a sisterhood um having to just push a friendship or a a relationship or anything forward Mm. and really make it work that is what reveals true character what you're really made of and what you really think is important in terms of healthy relationships i think i completely love what you said in that it really is a commitment it's a commitment to honoring each other's desires and and pushing each other to where it is you want to go but Mm. also a commitment to making it work through challenges and through obstacles and also making yourself available to that right the thing about friendships are they are two ways yeah like they really are two ways and there are certain relationships however which we'll go into when we talk about um transactional relationships Mm -hmm. which are 
actually one way yeah. for example yeah. mentorship yeah, yeah it's it's predominantly one way yeah i can respond to your emails for you and all of that <laughs> but really and truly i'm here because i'm trying to get you to pull me up right yeah, yeah. so honestly it, it kind of is one way but there is a, that mutual understanding and i think mm-hmm. what maintains healthy relationships is never assume mm. and i always say that like never assume always lay bare your expectations yeah. for the other person and also make sure you're willing to accept their expectations for you yeah and if you cannot meet those expectations vocalize that because mm. i think one thing that kills relationships very quickly is assumptions mm. people assume you know what i need and you know what i want and then when they don't live up to that because you haven't actually expressed your expectations Boy you become so disappointed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and disappointment kills relationships. Mm -hmm. It's like more than anything, I think being disappointed by somebody else, being disappointed by a friend, having somebody not come through for you the way you wanted them to, or when you needed them to is what makes you stop trusting them. And so really and truly, if you want to have a healthy relationship, you need to learn how to express and communicate your expectations and never assume that somebody else will live up to something. Mm -hmm. And also never put those expectations on you as well mm-hmm. in terms of can you actually meet this person's needs? Oh, goodness me. Because oftentimes, <laughs> oftentimes people don't consider that nope. either, right? Nope. You, you, you get into this place. And that actually leads us to another thing I wanted to ask, which is how do you become the person who builds and sustains good relationships? Because mm-hmm. you know me, Courtney Daniela, self-awareness queen. Absolutely love, <laughs> absolutely love thinking about self-awareness and emphasizing how important it is because Mm. oftentimes when we think about healthy relationships our minds are very quick or even when we think about toxic relationships our minds are very quick to think about what the other person has done wrong or what the other person needs to do right Mm -hmm. what do we need to do about ourselves Mm -hmm. to make us the sort of people who not just attract healthy relationships but actually sustain healthy relationships Yeah. yeah what are your thoughts Oh, I love this question so, so much <laughs> because I, as much as Courtney loves self-awareness, I love self-reflection. Mm. I think it is so, so important to you. Take some time out and reflect on the way you think. Yes. Why you think the way you think. Why have you behaved in a particular way? Because as you put so beautifully, so many of us are so quick to assume. We're so quick to expect the most from other people. Yes. We are so easily led to believe that we are good people Mm. especially when we are alone especially Mm. when you know in the context of a relationship do we really evaluate ourselves and that's something that I really like to practice in a lot of my relationships where I actually just take time and evaluate and I actively ask for feedback as well like sometimes I'll randomly call up Courtney and be like (laughs) Courtney what would you say are for example my top three strengths Mm. and my weaknesses Mm. as an individual as a friend and I definitely encourage you guys to do a similar thing yeah. insofar as becoming a person that is healthy and then having healthy relationships. Mm. I think that's the way to look at it. We need to prioritize becoming healthy people yeah. before we enter relationships 100%. because you can't have healthy relationship if you are an unhealthy person. hundred percent. I just think it's crazy that <laughs> we will have all of these expectations. And I think mm-hmm. one of the kind of like best analogies, particularly for us women is yeah. we have a list of what you know our future bay is going to be like or Mm. what he must look like Mm. what he must fulfill Mm. have you ever flipped the list back on yourself (laughs) like in terms of expectations can you or do you believe that you can do 
what you would like them yeah. to do for you yeah and do you have evidence to support it Ooh. when you consider because it's so so easy to say yes i'm loving yes i'm kind yeah. yes i'm generous yes i'm good looking yes i'm xyz what is the evidence have you asked for feedback right have you spoken have you cultivated relationships which you can then use as the foundation for any of these expectations so that you're holding on other people i think it's crazy to like i genuinely you think know it's crazy because i remember like <laughs> maybe a year and a half ago i was talking to my younger sister about this and i was just not even about this but i was just like to her oh i feel like i'm I, I feel like I'm a generous person. I don't know how the <laughs> I don't know how the conversation came up, but we were just talking. I was like, oh, I think I'm quite a generous person. She was like, huh? I was like, wait, <laughs> hold on a minute. <laughs> Why are you hurting? <laughs> what does that mean? And she was like, I mean, I don't think you're more generous than the average person. I'm screaming. And I thought, okay, first of all, <laughs> miss, <laughs> um, calm down. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I then understood it's very easy and we're actually more so inclined to think the best of ourselves, yeah, right? Yeah. You you will always think the best of yourself. But when somebody externally to you who doesn't have, I mean, that's my sister. She should have like my vested interest. But at the same time, she can critically analyze me in a loving way, right? Mm. So she, when someone from the outside looks in on you and they're like, uh, no actually you're falling <laughs> short and you do this as well like Renee is one of the key people in my life who g-checks me constantly mm. another person is my dad g-checked all the time <laughs> um my mum is just whoa critical <laughs> <laughs> we love it though it brings out my resilience but um I think what's also really interesting about what you said is I think sometimes we put these lists together mm. Not because that's what we want, but ultimately because we're looking for somebody to fill the gaps in our own life mm. and to actually fix us. Yes. <laughs> like you find somebody who- Did you will... hear that, guys? You're broken. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for real, like you, you, sometimes you think you're requesting or you're requiring really good qualities out of this mm, person, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. actually what you're asking or is somebody who will allow you to violate their boundaries and will be happy with it. For example, I know a lot of people say, you know, I need somebody who's really patient, but what they're not acknowledging is you need someone who's patient because you have an anger problem, right? Or you don't know how to really choose your words carefully or you're too Mm. quick to speak, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So when people start saying things, well, this is how I am and I need someone who's just going to be able to understand that and accommodate for that, what they're saying is I'm refusing to change and I need somebody who will take that. Mm. Oftentimes that leads to you being the toxic person in a relationship. And I think often people don't accept that. But I think some people, they want to get somebody or be in a relationship or in a friendship or even in a professional relationship with somebody so that they can hand everything to them in a silver platter but I think one main factor of healthy relationships are they challenge you to grow Mm. they have to challenge you to grow you can't you will never get it perfect why because human beings cannot be controlled so ultimately you have to be willing to be stretched Mm -hmm. and you need to decide that the person you're doing this with is worth it exactly this exactly this it's a challenge though (laughs) (laughs) but yeah talk to us more about how to become the person who builds and sustains healthy relationships yes um i would say you need to start with the internal work first Mm. always start with yourself it's so so tempting to go on a journey of growth with another person it's so tempting to yes we can work this out but Mm. if you haven't done the work alone then you're really laying the foundations for a more toxic relationship Mm. because all of your your conception of healthiness cannot be divorced from that relationship yeah 
learn to stand first before standing with somebody else that is so good like we are so so obsessed with having somebody by our side propping us up if Mm. you can't stand alone you won't be able to stand anything else at all like break it like the thing about relationships is they're never promised Mm. as good as a relationship can be some things happen 100 percent. things happen to people Mm -hmm. and if that breaks down and it entirely tears you down Mm. with it that's a problem massively there might not be enough pieces to pick yourself back together after that so very much focus on doing the internal work understanding you as an individual what makes you tick what Mm. are things that you're actually good at Mm. and i mean this in the emotional awareness kind of sphere many of us are as courtney would say are not self-aware as much as we love to say that we're self-aware are you actually able to process your emotions? Mm. Are you able to understand why you do what you do? Yeah. And if it requires you going to therapy, then by all means go to therapy. Yep. But prioritize becoming healthy first, yeah. working through your trauma. And this doesn't mean that you have to be a perfect individual before mm-hmm. you enter a relationship. Lord knows that you are not going to be able to undo 20 plus years of trauma if that is your story in a couple of therapy sessions Mm. but that commitment to i'm going to try and be healthy as an individual by myself Mm. first before entering and expecting healthiness in a relationship is super super important 100 and be as committed to health in all types of relationships Mm. there's so much emphasis on romantic relationships so so much when as we've spoke as we've um, spoken about earlier there's platonic relationships there's professional ones yeah. like there are toxic professional relationships oh are, i know exist. somebody's rolling their eyes at their <laughs> boss right now like, yeah there is <laughs> like there is a reason why you hate work so much mm. and it's not just a them problem it might be a you, a you problem, problem too yeah fix your attitude at work yes some of us think that listen we've spoken about it in so many other episodes about you know hustle culture and starting your own business mm-hmm. and all that kind of good stuff some of you have the worst attitude problems going to work because you believe that you're better than everyone mm. at work or that you shouldn't be here or xyz the situation is you are here and you <laughs> should be adding value because they're paying yeah. you to do so simple so even in the professional realm focusing on being a healthy colleague a healthy employee a healthy business owner That's... a healthy manager in the realm of friendship and and family relationships as oh. well so so quick to jump to romantic relationships i love the fact that you gave that story of you asking your little sister Mm -hmm. because most people would ask for feedback from their significant other yeah ask your mother what kind of daughter because those people know you best like before you start forming and you put on your nice you know wig and your makeup and you've got on a day (laughs) (laughs) your your family have seen you (laughs) your family have seen you and they know you like i remember when i was younger (laughs) i used to have a messy room all the time my mum would literally drag me for filth like so you go out there you wear nice nice clothes and you're doing your hair and your makeup and stuff I know what your room looks like and some of us need to really deep like there are people who know who you are behind closed doors and who you are behind closed doors is who you are like there's no forming there's no decide like deceiving them who knows you best mm-hmm. and in this world oftentimes it's your family it's your family and we don't invest enough <laughs> into actually making sure that those those relationships are maintained yeah because we feel like i was just born into this family without choice but it's now your choice to sustain that relationship mm. and actually work and invest in those relationships because sure. gosh having bad <laughs> relationships with your family <laughs> 
<laughs> having bad relationships with your family that will tear you down quicker than anything 100 quicker than anything 100%. family is such a big part of your life and the relationship i mean i can even give you guys know it on the podcast i'm always mad transparent but when i was younger in my teen years my relationship with my mom my relationship with my siblings were bad like mm. really bad i hated them mm. <laughs> i can actually <laughs> please say like <laughs> that the feel like the long and short of it is i didn't like them Mm. and i genuinely can guarantee you they didn't like me either um i really was just the worst um and that was because i was going through my own traumas and just just a whole bunch of different things just uh traumas from childhood Mm. depression anxiety a lack of just transparency and openness. And so it just meant I closed myself off. And Mm. I got to this stage when I was about, to be honest, not even that long. I mean, I've been trying to work on these relationships for a long time, but when I finished university and I realized I have to come back to my mom's house, (laughs) that's when I started to deep. Okay, you need to start working on this because Mm. you don't want to go and live in a hellhole. Like you don't want to go and make... The, the environment so tense that yeah. you can't live they can't live you're not happy and so I just decided okay I actually need to dedicate a lot of my energy to trying to actually hear people mm. listen to them understand their perspectives yes, and yes, also yes, yes. see where I am going wrong mm-hmm. because it's very easy for me to point fingers at my mom it's very easy for me to point fingers at my dad but ultimately those things have happened and yeah. they're gone and I need to try and understand did you do that to me because you're genuinely an evil person <laughs> or because if that's the case I, I've got to escape isn't it or did you do this because you are suffering from something too Mm -hmm. or did you do this because and we've talked about this in our broken from the womb episode yeah go and listen to that but are you doing this as a result of your past traumas too that i don't know about and i'm not understanding so taking that time to really analyze i don't want to blame me but i also don't want to blame you and Mm -hmm. i don't want to throw you in the bin Mm -hmm. i need to actually (laughs) understand how do we repair this and how do we get on a level of understanding that lets me know i am a flawed human being Mm. and so are you Mm. as two flawed human beings beings how do we work on ourselves enough to allow enough grace for each other to cohabit in this life yeah and that's that was my biggest challenge like if you ask anybody what has been my biggest challenge over my entire life it has been repairing my family relationships and I thank god now they are in such a different place. Yeah. Even the way we speak to each other, the yes. way we speak about each other. <laughs> Renee said yes because she knows, girl. <laughs> but yeah, the 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 whole dynamic has changed, and there's still some work to do in certain areas. Mm. But trust is built, and to build yeah. something, it takes work. Yeah. And so, putting into that, putting in that work into healthy relationships is so important. So mm. important. So we kind of touched on the family friendship relationship romantic relationships but talk to us about professional relationships yeah yeah? Mm -hmm. so the reason why this is so interesting is actually a question that we got on the to my sisterhood instagram yeah um definitely go and follow if you haven't because we often ask what do you want to hear what do you want to talk about because you guys are a part of the sisterhood as much as we are and it's a great place for you to join the conversation but we actually got asked this question what is the difference between transactional and reciprocal relationships and i wanted to pose this to you renee because yeah 
for both of us going to Oxford and Cambridge, you going to Harvard, mm-hmm. being in very corporate settings sometimes, being in very traditional settings, we always hear networking networking is king your network is your net worth you probably heard it before but ultimately you're better at this than I am (laughs) (laughs) so I'm self-employed and I've been working by myself for a very long time and I'm a I'm not an introvert actually I'm actually a natural extrovert however I like being by myself right (laughs) (laughs) and so (laughs) have you guys ever heard of an extrovert that likes being alone (laughs) No, to be honest, my personality sense actually told me that I'm an introvert, but I refuse to believe it. Um, In the sense that I thrive when I'm around people, Mm. but I actually prefer to be by myself (laughs) because I'm used to it. That I would say that just because I'm used to it. Yeah. However, you are a person who actively puts yourself in situations where you meet new people and and guys i'm just just a disclaimer this doesn't mean i don't like to meet new people if you see me say hi i'm actually a very like, lovely oh my gosh person. i've seen courtney on the road but she she doesn't like to be with people no that is not what i'm saying i actually i love people i love yeah, people yeah. Um, but i hope you get what i'm saying i don't like forced relationships yeah. i like genuine relationships mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so when it comes down to professional relationships Mm -hmm. give us first of all i'm trying to hear from you because i need it for myself too (laughs) how do you navigate building professional relationships which may be of more of a transactional nature yeah yeah. than other relationships in our lives Mm -hmm. how do you build that with genuine authentic um desires for a healthy relationship to come out of that do you know what i mean talk to us Ooh, yes, I love talking professional relationships and <laughs> I think I've written quite a few articles on it as well because it's something I'm really passionate about insofar as when I was growing up, I would con- have considered myself introverted. Mm. Um, I was the opposite. I didn't like being around people at all. Um, really? Nope. <laughs> like I just didn't. <laughs> I didn't because I was I was very shy until I got to, I guess, around um year 10-ish I suppose mm. I was a lot more ex- a little bit more extroverted mm. and then I think I really became a full extrovert in university when I was forced into positions that meant I just yeah. had to talk yeah um in terms of like networking I used to think it was really gross in the same way <laughs> I just thought it was gross because I hate making relationships <laughs> I hate forced relationships yeah. I hate this whole idea of approaching someone because you believe they have something that you yeah need. exactly and it wasn't until I had numerous conversations with some of my friends who do who did it, you know, exceptionally well, mm. as well as mentors that I realized that it's not necessarily about what the person can do for you, but more so how can you make yourself open to bring value to that person? Mm. So I don't approach a lot of my professional relationships in the sense of like, I've seen that you're doing X, Y, Z, and that's pretty cool. But I don't approach the person unless there's something in the back of my mind that tells me that I can also add value to them in some way mm. so that it's less so creepy okay. for me. Okay. Um, and this applies even to mentorship relationships mm. because I will deal with that separately because many people are confused about mentorship. Some people want mentors. They're kind of like, how do I approach people and say, yeah. be my mentor? Yeah. Is it weird? Like, what do I expect? I have nothing to give. So mm-hmm. I'll deal with that in a moment. But when we're talking about networking and professional relationships that are relatively horizontal Mm -hmm. i try to conceptualize it as a valuable exchange of ideas Mm. i love engaging with people that are 
they seem to be doing things that I think are really, really cool Mm -hmm. and are genuinely changing the world. So I don't just approach people who I've seen have, oh, I've done X, Y, Z. I've done X, Y, Z, or I've won this award. I also go and follow their actual journey, mm-hmm. look at their profile, particularly on LinkedIn, look at their profile, go on their socials, do a little bit of a stalk, see what kind of person they are, and then actively reach out and say, hey, I noticed that you're into this subject or like you've done X, Y, Z. It would be cool to just catch up. Mm. Not necessarily looking for something from them, but yeah. just like, hey, let's catch up and see if we actually have something in common. Right. A lot of the time, we approach people because we believe, yes, like I need something from you. Mm. But if you leave the doorway open such that you can actually just have conversations and mm. see if you're compatible, it makes it so much easier. And yeah. it's literally, it literally feels like having a first time conversation with someone that could potentially be a friend. Yeah. So I look at it in that way. And I often try to stretch myself with the people that I engage with as well, because mm. it's so easy for us to engage with people that look like us, that sound like Definitely. us, that are within our own social circles. But what I found in my professional engagements or like my professional relationships mm-hmm. is a lot of people double up as kind of friends, kind of acquaintances too, because yeah. of that kind of like that crossover mm-hmm. and it's also given me an opportunity to mix with people that I never really would have engaged with otherwise mm. too I I don't know if it's the same for any of you guys but for me when I first joined LinkedIn yeah. it was just referring people that I already knew yeah it was referring people that looked like me yeah. people that were in the same stage and I got frustrated because it's like I'll open up LinkedIn and I'm seeing people I know already <laughs> and I think the added layer of like falseness slash fakeness comes from the fact that there is a language and a culture that is attached to professionalism. Yeah. And sometimes it can be, re- I find it so funny when I see some of my friends, like the, the, the words they use on LinkedIn <laughs> switch. versus when you speak to them in person. Yeah. It's like, you'll speak to them in person. It's like, yo, what are you saying, my yeah. G? You'll see them on LinkedIn today. I was absolutely privileged, the absolute <laughs> honor to be engaging with XYZ. Honestly, <laughs> you're just honestly. like, is it me that is mad or you? (laughs) (laughs) But understanding that there's a time and a place for everything and understanding that there is a culture to it is really important to navigating it. But yeah, in terms of professional relationships that are horizontal, reach out to people that you think are cool, not just because of what they do, but also just look at them as an individual on their profiles and open up yourself to the possibility of, this could be a cool person. Mm. Even if it doesn't work, that's actually fine. At least you kind of have them in the back of your mind. Mm. And... Sorry, I've been talking the no, most. No, because we're trying to, we're taking notes. <laughs> yeah. But one thing that I've also really loved as a result of engaging with people is there are some people that you engage with that are not for you. Yes. And you can be the person that connects them with somebody else yeah. that's more suited for them. That's and so I good. love that. I think yeah. professional relationships and spheres is the best place to do that. So good. Spot on. Absolutely spot on. I mean, as much as I say... I don't like it. I have made genuinely amazing relationships um, just through, like you said, reaching out to people and just seeing what are you doing? I just want to hear about you and just lending and being open to that conversation and lending your ear to it and hearing their stories and journeys. But I think one thing that this whole professional networking sphere has taught me as well is it comes back down to that expectations thing, right? Mm. I cannot expect from professional relationships in that capacity from like LinkedIn. We use LinkedIn as like LinkedIn culture as in professional networking. I absolutely love the platform, to be honest. Mm. I think it opens you to such great opportunities. You just got to know that 
when it comes down to building professional relationships, you can't expect them to work and play out the same way friendships do. Yeah. Because they're not friendships, they're right? Not, no. Um, you can be friends, but it's more so an acquaintance. It's more so this is a person I know in this particular field, in this specific capacity. Mm. I think for me, when it comes down to, oh, like these relationships feel forced, I had to really tell myself, you're not trying to build lifelong friendships here. Yeah, yeah. You're just getting to know people and having just a a great ability to initiate conversation with them bounce off of them here and there no one's saying go and confess your secrets to them <laughs> no don't <laughs> do that that would no be weird <laughs> exactly no one's saying they're gonna come and become family members and i think that's one thing about me is when it comes down to seeking relationships i always want them to be of such depth yeah yeah but i've realized now that that doesn't have to be with everybody and actually that's okay because my feelings used to be if I build a relationship with you and it's not of depth you're going to think I'm using you yeah yeah, yeah. and that used to be my fear I don't want to come across as somebody who's using other people so it then made me feel super awkward because I was overthinking these very casual conversations Mm. and casual introductions to people so if I've ever connected with you and you think Courtney you're moving bear mad please know I was just overthinking the entire (laughs) thing I have since reformed um but I think don't overthink it and mm. really just be open to making connections and touches here and there yeah it does you, no one say you're going to go and find a whole new friendship pool right and I think it's learning how to navigate that and it really comes down to lining up what is my expectations from this person mm also what am I willing to give to this person and just genuinely I think when it comes down to this question of but will it look like I'm using people Mm -hmm. the only time it looks like you're using someone is when you're actually using them right so really (laughs) and truly it comes down to your actual heart's condition and your heart's posture of are you someone who genuinely just wants to get to know people or are you the sort of person who just okay can you introduce me to this person Mm. I'm just using you as a as a jumping stone right that's something that people genuinely do but you have to ask yourself is that who you are Mm -hmm. if it's not it's not something you actually need to be worried about and if it's not the sort of person you are either it's easily it's easy to recognize it in somebody else when that's what they're doing and you can actively in your own capacity choose to not engage with them but at the age that we are in and the times we're in and where you're trying to go you need people to help you Mm -hmm. you know there are proverbs in um the akan tradition which talk about Be nice to the people who help you on your way up because you'll need them if you are falling back down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people forget that it takes people to help you climb. It really does. Forget about, oh, I need to climb up the corporate ladder. Those rungs and those steps are made up of people. They're Mm -hmm. not made up up of arbitrary things you actually need people to have relationship with you and that's what increases promotions and that's Mm. what increases your knowledge as well Mm. i always give this example but there for example before this episode while we were prepping i was here looking at my phone for some notes that are from a while back and all i needed to do is look up and ask you and you gave him the question like that i saved so much time because of the simple fact that you were in proximity to me Mm. so i didn't have to do things independently i could just ask you and being able to lean on those relationships and that proximity is what saves you time Mm. money energy and lost and wasted time money and energy for sure for sure and just to add to that really quickly in so far as where mentorship is concerned because i know a lot of people are afraid of using their mentor um the way that i look at it and the way that many of my mentors have framed it to me is they're making an investment in you Mm. they know that the kind of 
that you are not equal in experience. You're not equal in your particular level. Right. And they've decided to actively give you their time of day, their resources, because they're making an investment in your future self. Yeah, that's so So good. it's perfectly okay to ask questions and perfectly okay to use them as resources mm. because they've opened themselves up to that particular relationship. Mm. And it used to trouble me a lot because I was always the quickest to be like, so how can I help? How can I serve? And as yeah. um, Courtney was saying earlier, yeah, you can send a couple emails and stuff, but like, <laughs> don't worry <laughs> it's actually they fine. know the nature you're here, they to, know. You're here to use Listen, and that's fine they're happy if like if you want to be doing up admin assistance yeah. to make yourself feel better then that's cool but majority of the time the mentors that you have in your life are perfectly happy mm-hmm. with you using them as resources and taking up their time because yeah. they believe in you they yeah. actually believe there will be a return in their investment and it might not be directly to them Mm. but it might be to the world yeah that is so good and that's the capacity with which they've made themselves specifically available to so that expectation is there exactly this exactly this so don't focus on trying to give back to your mentor focus on trying to develop yourself and give back to the world because that's Mm. a bigger (laughs) that's a bigger return that you need to focus on leave the emails alone sis (laughs) got bigger fish to fry it's just like i see it as like a for example a business investment yeah if an investor comes to you and gives you 10k don't just focus on giving him back the 10k you need to make the mill first yeah 100 100 because that's the expectation and i think it, it really does come down to that let's work on just being better people to give back to the world Mm. ultimately the connections that we make in that will always be organic but they will also even if they are forced or artificial or whatever at least we will all know it's for the betterment of society Mm. however it came about as long as it's for the betterment of society and it's done in in a great way that's all that matters really so definitely collaborate collaborate across horizontal and vertical um but don't overthink it. I yep. think that's that would just be my biggest tip. <laughs> don't overthink it. You don't look like a beg. Because I feel like <laughs> that's another thing, right? And I think some some communities struggle with it because it's mm. just like, I don't want to look like I'm begging it. I don't mm. want to look like I'm forcing it. Oh. I don't want to look like I'm begging it. I don't know how else to put it. Everyone I don't... wants to feel like they got to the top alone. Alone, they don't, yeah. They, listen, the whole like, oh, I did this by myself. I that all that narrative. Chuck it in the <laughs> bin right now. No, genuinely, because there are some people and some communities that are actively profiting off their relationships, 100%. both internal and external. 100%. And the longer you decide to stand outside in the cold, whilst there is a furnace that is burning hot mm-hmm. inside, the longer you will freeze Mm -hmm. the longer it will take you to freeze to death Mm -hmm. and then you won't have anything you won't have anything like i'm perfectly happy and i'm perfectly happy to exploit those relationships now because i understand what they're worth and i understand where i'm trying to go with them yeah yeah being super intentional with your relationships is also key Mm. and another reason why i think a lot of people are afraid of like you i guess using people in relationships is they're afraid to admit that they need help 100 percent everyone wants to look like a know-it-all and this was something i really struggled with i hated asking for help i just thought it was do you feel like that sometimes because (laughs) (laughs) because i'm very guilty of this like if (laughs) i'm very guilty of this but do you feel like it's sometimes because people present like they have it all figured out yeah my fear sometimes and I've, i've definitely gotten over this yeah my fear used to be if I come to you and I ask you for help, mm-hmm. you seem like you've got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. So it makes me look like I'm stupid. Yeah. 
and I'm not stupid. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? <laughs> so I'm, Just let the record know. Let, let the record stay. I'm not an idiot. I'm not, man. I'm not stupid. <laughs> but then also, it's not just that you present yourself like you know it all. You present yourself as though you know it all by yourself, mm, right? Mm-hmm, so it mm-hmm. then makes me think I need to know it all by mm. myself. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about in our hustle culture episode about the boss babe yeah. who presents like she's got it all together, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So that whenever you come across a problem, mm-hmm. especially when you're observing that when you become come across a problem or you come across something that has really stumped you, you then start to think, how come they were able to figure it on or out on their own and I wasn't able to figure it out on my own? Mm-hmm. Does it mean I'm genuinely not as smart or I'm mm. genuinely more incompetent mm. or incapable? Yeah. And no one wants to feel like that, especially because oftentimes that lends more so to our insecurities, mm. right? But what I've discovered is people don't figure things out on their own. No, they do. They really don't. <laughs> not. And anyone that tells you so is also mm-hmm. stupid. I think... One of my favorite sayings is that the wiser you are, the more questions you have. Yes. Wise people don't just give answers. They are they have more questions than they do answers. They ask a lot you of can never really be satisfied with an answer. You like you, curiosity mm-hmm. is key. Mm-hmm. And if you are more concerned, I realized how stupid it is because this was definitely something mm-hmm. that I struggled with. Oh my <laughs> goodness! I realized how stupid it was to have a fear. Your fear of looking stupid mm-hmm. will have you out here looking 100%, stupid. A hundred percent, because you won't know anything. You won't know a damn thing because you think everybody else is smarter than yeah. you when they're really not. Yeah. And anyone that presents as so really isn't. Like they've 100. had people pouring into them. Hundred. They've had the opportunity to learn. And it's not necessarily that they're any better than you. It might just be that they had more resources than yes. you. Yes. Which means they have now become a resource. Yeah. And what do we do with resources? We use, use them. them. <laughs> we use them. It's simple as that and it's it's a beautiful thing to do and i think ultimately this can be concluded in drop the ego Mm -hmm. when it comes down to maintaining healthy relationships in any capacity there is no room for ego yeah so just put the pride aside ask for help admit when you're wrong admit when you need help admit when and and also g check yourself right you're not always perfect you're not and there's room for growth for us all and also room for us to grow healthy relationships. That's right. But this is not the end of today's conversation because you can join in the chat. Oh, yes. <laughs> By letting us know what you think about how to build healthy relationships, platonic, professional and romantic by adding us on instagram at to my sisterhood and you can also come and say hi to us personally on our pages at cd boating and at renee kapuku and of course you can tweet us with the hashtag to my sisters and don't forget to join the sisterhood by signing up for our weekly newsletter so we can grow and glow together we'll talk to you very soon and remember keep glowing and growing Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com